Hello. I'm not sure. Um, I'm just saying hey. <laughs> I'm waiting for my co-host Toyin to see if she can join the link. I'm hoping she can. Um, so yeah, we'll just see what happens. Uh, this is the first time we're using live and it's obviously uh, uh, taking a minute. <laughs> Oh. oh, hey. Hi. Oh my God, yeah, you're on it. <laughs> I'm on. We're live. We are live. We have one listener, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, be privileged. It's the first, uh, it's the first live stream. So this is, uh, this is quite exciting. Very exciting. I'm so proud of you for saying uh, that. Thank you. Like, and, I'm, and thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> we had WhatsApp calls this morning going, well, try this link. <laughs> try this. How about this? We did, we did, we did. I am super, super excited that you are part of the second episode of Rainbows and Bullshit with me, Gush <laughs> Raza. Uh, I love saying my full name in a very dramatic way like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's an impressive name. Uh, and Toyin, I mean, Wish and Toyin, who's going to come across Wish and Toyin in their lifetime? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is connection. Like, uh, this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited to have you on on the show, on the podcast. I say the show, like I'm Ellen generous. <laughs> um. But thank you for joining, and just for those uh, who are listening. In fact, what I'll do, Toyin, um, an introduction. I I will introduce Toyin in terms of how I know Toyin, and I'll le allow Toyin then to introduce yourself. But Toyin is one of my really close friends. We worked together. I I I, I met Toyin when I was working at a, a housing association a few years ago, and we have struck up a friendship uh, since then because uh, well, through working at Home Group initially, and then after, after we both kind of moved on. Uh, we stayed in touch and our friendship has, has been really, really important, I think, uh, in terms of some of uh, the things that only people of colour, I guess, will will understand and recognise. I think just having that allyship has been really, really important. So that's kind of how I know Toyin. Toyin kind of substantive post is she currently is a, a director of sales at, at another housing association uh, in London. I'm going to hand over to Toyin now, though, just to introduce herself. <laughs> Yeah, so um, thanks, Wush. Um, so my name's Toyin Falade. Um, I met Wush, yes, as he said, um, working for a housing association. Um, I've been working selling new homes, marketing and selling new homes um, for almost 20 years, um, working mm -hmm. both on public and private um, private sector. So, um, you know, it's kind of... Um, 
yeah, it's been challenging, um, especially through the pandemic. Um, but outside of work, you know, I'm passionate um, about women's health, um, especially women's health um, in for women in Nigeria, menstrual health in, for women in rural Nigeria. Um, I'm passionate about race. Um, I'm passionate about homelessness. Um, I'm passionate about women's rights um yeah loads of things and you wow. know on the fun side you know <laughs> i love spending time with my family badminton yoga swimming you know so yeah i like to be active <laughs> is that um, enough about me oh my god yes absolutely <laughs> i mean you're giving me the feels already i've literally sat up in my seat because every time we chat and it was actually um really i think i think this is going to be a really good conversation i think because we've both had similar journeys but also very different journeys I think in the race space and in the kind of inclusion space and certainly I think over the last few years uh we've we're talking about it I think me when we talk I always say to us at the end of our conversation I'm talking oh my god like we should actually like record this, <laughs> and share this. so this I guess is a start really but um I guess I, I it's such a big one isn't it like what's going on in the world and everything that's happening what where are you? Uh, yeah, where where are you with with everything that's happening? Let's start with uh, I guess that the whole um, conversations about people in the workplace that's now obviously happening at you know a lot more I think than maybe even a few years back really. Mm, mm. So so conversations you you mean conversations about race or just. Yeah conversations in the workplace pandemic wise I think race would be yeah a good a good a good a good, a good one well so it's interesting because um you know I think over certainly the last 18 months um lots has happened you know George Floyd murder obviously mm -hmm. kind of triggered so much you know not only the kind of physical protests yeah. but triggered so much emotions and so triggered so much conversations and yeah. so much anger um and I think it kind of unearthed although it happened across the pond, um, yeah. it triggered certainly in British society, the need for us to kind of have these conversations. Yeah. Um, and the fact that in the UK, we almost see ourselves removed from the US. Yeah. Yes, well. yes. So I felt like that kind of made it impossible, George Floyd murder, made it impossible for us to kind of see ourselves removed from the US and start yeah, looking yeah, at injustice in yeah. this country through, you know, medical care, the mental health system. Yes. Um, through, you know, the prison system. Did, did, yeah, did, you're right. Um, the schooling system, the housing system, you know, the yes. <laughs> very institutions and that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah and you know what i think that's such a good point as well because you know when it obviously when george floyd happened and like the pushback like oh well it's a usa thing not a uk Ooh. thing i was like um you're right Ooh. like it's a global thing race you know is, is is manifest in different ways and obviously it was very very sad and there is a very real problem in the united states and we all know that but mm. you know the united kingdom has its own serious ish, inst uh, systemic institutional issues mm -hmm. that we need to address like we absolutely need to 
We do. And and I think, you know, the other thing is it's also that we need to address it. But I think there's a little bit of frustration, even anger, you know, that I think people of colour yeah. in this country. Mm. It's the simple fact is that why do we continue to pretend that it doesn't exist when the very yeah. end of, you know, this this country was founded on colonisation? Yeah. And just, yeah. I think the mere fact that we continue or, you know, employees or people talk about it like it doesn't exist we're not yeah. like america you know it's not the same yeah. um it's just really infuriating yeah. and the fact that they expect black people to lead yeah or, you know people yeah <laughs> we had this conversation <laughs> didn't we a few weeks back yeah it's, and it's, it's, it's even more ridiculous yeah that, that you're absolutely right. it's literally like that tokenism i think that we're seeing uh, in in, in organisations. i think it's like oh educate us no how about you go and google pay me well why don't you come and talk to us about this no why don't you go and research it like yeah. <laughs> and there's something called the internet. This is the internet. <laughs> it's it's so true. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. Literally, you know what? You've got a smartphone, yeah? Type oh. google.com. Put your question in there. Go on, put your question in there. See what happens. Like, it's, it's, it is, it's exhausting. You're absolutely right. Though. I think there's anger. I think there is, I think there's a, a politeness, I think, as well within our society, you know, British society. And, you know, we're, you know, we're both, we both proudly identify as British. And, and I think uh, that, you know, because it's part of who we are, it's part of our identity. But all, we're also in a position that we know and understand what race, you know, how race affects uh well, our systems really in this country, um, and and experiences in this country, and and progression in this country, and housing, as you say, in this country, and healthcare in this country. So it's interesting because it's like to have the uncomfortable conversation, right? Mm. For people to actually look at themselves and recognize their privileges and their biases and how they can, how they may have benefited from them inadvertently or deliberately, and how they can use that to support uh, dismantling this kind of, you know. Uh, uh institution moving mm. forward it is hard man like it is so hard because there are some people that are like you know you've got like the go get oh yeah i want to know i want to learn I, you know i want to get and that's lovely and then you have on the other side of that spectrum the, those those really kind of i think difficult like there's nothing wrong there's no issue and it's like mm. is that a joke exactly exactly you know, and it's it's quite a bizarre thing because it's almost like, you know, I think what it is is that it's seen as an attack. Yeah. Um, and it's also, you know, there's something about, you know, how dare you people complain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 You're seeking refuge here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You complain for all that we've given you, the education, yeah. the housing, yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like if you flip that round, it's like how dare you invade countries and think that's okay to to, to uh, uh, you know to uh, colonize actually groups of people. And I think that you know we're in a moment in time where we are we're learning, or people are slowly, I think, opening up to just the the, the ghastly nature of history and how things have come about mm -hmm. but in order to get to the next point as you say we're going to have to be honest we can't mm -hmm. not be honest like you're going to have to just mm -hmm. recognize that things are the way they are and have been for a number of years for yeah. for, for a number of reasons really 
Yeah, and and also, yeah, we definitely have to be honest, but I think we also all have to be really prepared to have uncomfortable conversations mm -hmm. and really squirm within our skin. Yes, yes. And, and yeah, we have to feel the squirm. Because, <laughs> you know, you know there's, I think for us, we're used to feeling the squirm. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's kind yes. of, com com but for white people, you know, talking about race, they're not used to feeling yes. the squirm. Yes. Um, and I think that's because, you know, in British society, especially in the working environment, um, people don't want to have that conversation. They're afraid to really share what they think. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why that, you know, for, for, for white people, because, you know, they, they probably have different conversations in at home than they yeah. would do in the workplace. And yeah. the same yeah. for black people. I think we're having... Yeah conversations at home yeah. you know compared to what we're having in the office but I think we need to align the two a little bit more yes yes, know, yes 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 you know they're not necessarily happy with yeah. the quo and yes. yeah yes. we need to shake it up but I don't think it's us that should be kind of leading that you know I think, I think it starts with organizations making pledges you know yes. looking at what's wrong within their organization yes. Yes. And yeah. making pledges and taking accountability of yeah. how they're going to address it. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? So there's so many things in what you just said. I'm literally like nodding, like the nodding dog, like, <laughs> like yeah, because it's so true. I think what you say is really at the heart of what I'm trying to do, which is that authentic conversation. Mm. And, and actually, my strap line for my for the work that I do is bringing realness to inclusion because. Mm. I, Thick and tired of, as you say, those corporate environments where you have mm. one conversation out of work with your mm. friends, family, mm. whatever, and then you have to put on this mask at, in, oh. in, in the work environment. Oh, God. Yeah. The code switch. I mean, <laughs> what is that? Like, what is that? Like, yeah. like it, it, yeah, I completely, I think you're right. To have those conversations, we need to be vulnerable, mm. we need to be honest, mm. we need to squirm, as you say, because that's mm. what growth is, right? Growth only mm. comes if you allow yourself to feel that way. But mm -hmm. you, and you're right, we've had to, you know, navigate that spaces like that and like squirm inside for, you know, I'm sure you've probably <laughs> got stories there, you know, yeah. for years. We've had yeah. to, you know, I think the time is now to really, I don't know, to unpick that a little bit, to make Ooh. make it make it better. And I think one of the other things that would be good to, to talk about, because you're right, it's, it's that solvable element, right? It's like, oh, Ooh. we solved racism. No, 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 Ooh. it's going to take a long time and it's going to take a lot of people Ooh. to be able to eradicate uh, systemic racism from mm. our society. That's the problem I find in the workplace. I don't know mm. about you, but that's what I find in the workplace. Like, oh, we set up a DNI group. <laughs> you know, we've, uh, we've set up a DNI group. We've uh, we've got some ambassadors. Uh, we've done it, guys. We've yeah. done it. We've solved racism. No, you haven't. You haven't done anything. Yeah, it's, true. it's true. I guess what's your experiences or your views on that kind of? I guess short term because in do you know what's interesting, right? So when you go, if you think about work. Right. If you think about the world of work, so we go into work to solve problems, don't we? That's what work effectively is, isn't it? So when you've got something massive like racism, right? I guess the work tendency is to try and solve it by ticking a few boxes or whatever, you know. And I think that to 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 really make the changes that we're looking to make now, we're going to have to kind of fight against that mentality of like solving problems because this isn't about solving problems. Oh, um, okay. it's about listening to each other isn't it and it's about oh, understanding uh how we can make our environment 
And it starts with our environment. Because if you make your work environment better, then oh. society becomes better, then the world becomes better. Like it, oh. all, it all adds up for me. Oh. And I don't know what you think. What do you think about how workplaces are actually trying to solve, I guess, solve the issue on racism and things? Um, it's interesting because I think different organisations have taken a different approach. You know, like you said, some just kind of, you know, get that EDI consultant in for six months a year and go, OK, we've done it. You know, um, <laughs> they've told us this is what we need to do over the next five years. We've got it solved. Problem done. Right? Some of them, you know, some of them, they have the conversations or, or reluctant to even have the conversations, aren't even having the conversation. Some of them expect you know, their BAME um, colleagues um, through, you know, various BAME groups to yeah. kind of champion the cause and feed it back, yeah. you know, to yeah. to the exec team that will try and do something about it. So, yeah. I, you know, throughout, certainly I know within housing, there's mm. like, you know, different approaches to it and sector wide, yeah. there's so many different approaches yeah. um, to how we talk about race and how we kind of um, deal with it. I personally feel that, you know, you really have to put your money where your mouth is. So, yeah. you know, we all and organisations within their HR department hold such amazing data yeah. <laughs> about kind yes. of, you know, um, yes. the, the pay, you know, um, the, the, um, gender pay gap. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Ethnicity pay gap. Ethnicity pay gap. <laughs> ethnicity yeah. pay gap. Yeah. We hold all of this great data about, you know, retention of employees, you know, like what, where, where do, where do the ethnic people go when they leave yeah. organizations? Why are they leaving? Where yeah. do they go? You yeah. know, and, um, are we creating safe spaces for them yeah. to kind of talk about yeah. how they feel? organizationally um yeah. about the culture yeah. you know so i think that loads of there's loads of different ways uh, kinds of looking at it but yeah. i think first step that all organizations should be doing is saying this is what we know this yeah. is sharing that information being yeah. taking accountability of that information then this is what we know yeah. and then the, then you can decide what the right action plan is yeah. you know yeah um, but I You're think absolutely. organizations are scared to do that. hundred, a hundred. And, you know, I think it's, I've been there as well, where it's like, oh, like, um, you know, we need to find all this data. Let's go and do all this stuff and then bring in, basically the answer is like, let's bring in more black people. We bring mm. in more gay people, you know, and the answer mm. isn't necessarily recruiting more people. Mm. To be honest, like, stop focusing on that is what I want to say to people. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 you know, fine, yeah, if you want to be more inclusive and you feel mm -hmm. like you've got problems with your, you know, language or adverts, mm -hmm. then, yeah, look at that, cool. Mm -hmm. Don't don't not look at it. But that's not the answer. As mm -hmm. you said, the answer, the data is already there. You don't have to go and, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to go and, like, I don't know, create a project plan and a strategy <laughs> and, a, and a committee and a subcommittee yeah. and, yeah. and, you know, a different, like, all this kind of stuff. You just need mm -hmm. to look at what your data is telling you, you know, mm -hmm. and make some mm -hmm. tangible conclusions. Please. And I also think you need to, right? So the the thing that people get, I guess, the what I've noticed people with fear, Inspector, I'm going to be honest, think it's what it's white people really oh. is that fear is that you know we're after their jobs or um, you know people are going to you know there's no one in, there's no one of color on the on, on, on like exec or like in senior management, so you're going to have to like you know what's what's happening there. And it's like 
all we're doing is raising awareness on that because that's the current reality. The current reality is you may be able to recruit people of, of colour into certain roles in your organisation. But if you really look at your progression within the organisation, actually, there are barriers there. So for me, the yeah. issue isn't necessarily about diversity or bringing people in. It's more about how you remove those barriers in your organisation once people of colour go into your organisation so that they can actually progress and actually, you know, um, you know, develop uh, yeah. in line with, I guess, to, to make your organisation more inclusive. Mm. Mm. Mm, no. I, I agree. Like, it's 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 about looking at, I think it's always looking about inclusion first, not diversity. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, that's, it's not hard for to, to focus on diversity. And this is the thing, yeah. to be uncomfortable, we have to look inwards. And yes. inclusion is yeah. about looking inwards, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because inclusion is about a culture, isn't it? Inclusion yeah. is about a culture of things. It's about kind of, you know, what do you want your organisation, what kind of organisation do you want this to be? You know, yeah, if you don't have that, you know, corporate thing or culture that is about inclusion it doesn't matter how diverse yeah. <laughs> how right. diverse it is it's got right. it really makes no difference you it, know right absolutely yeah. so I, I think I think that's that's kind of uh, I think that's so important I think yeah. in organizations as well and you know what it's it's new right because in for organizations for years right we've been like uh, and I say this a lot, right, in terms of, because I obviously, you know, I work in HR, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, the Equality Act is there to protect us, right? And yeah. it's there to, uh, well, it's a good piece of legislation. I don't, I don't knock it. Like, it basically protects people from protected characteristics being discriminated against. So it effectively makes it illegal for someone to discriminate you. Yeah. Or thing. So it's a good, it's a good, it's a protective good law. My issue is how organisations have then interpreted that Equality Act to be like, okay, well, the Equality Act is saying that, you know, you can't discriminate on these protected characteristics, race, religion, blah, blah, blah. So what we're going to do is we're basically going to say that no one's allowed to talk about being gay or being black or being a woman or being this mm -hmm. and the other, because actually those conversations will become discriminatory. And if they do, that's how we're going to protect ourselves from an employment mm -hmm. tribunal or not having the risk of, of that. Mm -hmm. So for years, what's happening is that people are going into work and not really talking about these issues because of you know the quality act or whatever or whatnot and now mm -hmm. we're saying yay come on like talk to us like and, and it's like we're gonna have to you're gonna have to be patient a little bit whilst people uh work through that because for most of their lives they've been told one thing and now we're saying another thing and that's gonna take time people aren't gonna just wake up and be like yeah cool let me let me talk to you do you know what i mean mm, mm. yeah yeah that's it and and uh... And that is the point, isn't it? Is that you know making that, making it accessible for yeah. people to do that? Absolutely. I, I, um, what would you say? So, from a, a like a support and kind of and get, I guess, if if you really had to kind of like if 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 you had to give your um your viewpoint on what we should be doing, what do you think we should be doing then in organisations? Well, well, so so the first thing which, you know, I've got to, I really have to say, it's kind of a, you know, one thing we've learned this year, right, or, you know, the last 18 months, we've all had to kind of deal with um, COVID, you know, kind of yeah. lots of grief, I would say, yes. uh, during that period. Then we had kind of the protest um, and the death of George Floyd, Ormond Arbery, you know, so there's... Yeah. 
loads yeah. of kinds of Brianna Taylor. So there's Brianna Taylor. So there's like loads of things yeah. that's happened, you know, within certainly the last two years that yeah. are so it's it's heavy. Yes, and big things to really. Yes. But the biggest thing is that there's really big things for people of colour to mm, mm. So, you know, COVID, apparently what we were told, you know, this is affecting the black BAME community. Yeah, more, so, yeah, more likely to die. Then we had all the kind of protests and, you know, the injustices, um, you know, with these kind of... And I, I, I personally feel that, you know, at this moment, it's really compassionate for everyone, yeah. right? And um, understand what people are going through. But I think it's a, a thing, you know, and I say this and I mean it, is that I think black people need a bit more compassion, right? Yeah. And yeah. They, they need, you know, people of color are the ones, they, they've kind of experiencing something slightly different during yeah. the period. Yeah. Yeah. And when I talk about kind of compassion, I think everyone needs compassion. Yeah. They need an extra, extra bit of it. Um, yeah. And also, I just think it's about mental health. Yeah, like, you're so right. I really think right now, more than ever before, we, we've all talked about well-being, work-life balance. We've spoken about it in these this job yeah. way, <laughs> you know. Like really, seriously, we've talked, spoken about it with no real sense yes. of understanding, you know, yes. no real kind of how many people are suffering from anxiety, depression, yes. Yes. how many people are kind of just struggling that in yeah. really difficult, dark places, yeah, you true. know. Um, as a result of the pandemic, yeah. isolation, you know, as a result of grieving, losing people during this time, yeah. you know, and just the general yeah. kind of displacement, uncertainty, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah? Um, disembodiment, yes. <laughs> all of these things bring, to trauma, yeah. that all of yeah, these trauma is the right word, yeah, 100 and I just think that for me, it's, you know, it's, we've got that kind of corporate face, but yeah. it needs like a human face. Yes. You know? Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is the whole point of this podcast. And it's the whole point of uh, the work that I'm doing from an EDI perspective. It's like, we need to be more human. Yeah. How, why is it? And I think that's most, the most ironic thing of all is because I work in human resources. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I could do a whole other podcast on like how <laughs> we need to like I mean yeah we need to be more human absolutely I think compassion absolutely a million percent Ooh. and you're right you know we've it's, the last two years have been really intense you know um like incident after incident and, and you know as you say from a well-being perspective that's where our focus should be right now Ooh. is making sure we look after ourselves firstly yeah. and each other yeah, and I, I think, pe I'm telling you, I think people are really struggling. I honestly... Yeah, 100, you know, I, I know. I, you know, I know that I've had my challenges, certainly, with, you know, living alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the last 18 months, I've definitely had my own challenges. Yeah. I've yeah. had my own health journeys or health issues, you know, yeah. that I've had to overcome. And I just think that we don't know... Yeah, other people, what burdens that they're carrying. But I think it's about organisations being softer and kinder and yeah. realising yes. that people yes. care about this is more important to people than ever before. A you million know, percent, yeah.
And we're demanding that change, as you say, right? And especially like I see like the younger workforce coming in now and they don't they don't they don't give a shit. <laughs> like, they I love they, them. I yeah, and I, I, a Millie, like I'm like, oh, good, good, because that's where the future is. That's there yeah. is that the future is theirs. It's their yeah. workforce, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the they're the ones that are making the changes. They yeah. drive those protests across the UK, yeah. across the world. You yeah. know, they yeah. drive those tweets, tweets, um, and handles the social media drive and craze. You yes, know, absolutely. Do you know what I think? That's so important because because what because. So I went to a CIPD conference actually a few weeks ago in Manchester and David Lammy yeah. uh, did the keynote on the second day. Oh my God, Toyin, like his, he was, he was brilliant. He was really, really, it was about race, right? And race and, and, and equality and all that kind of stuff. And he, he kept saying quality we've been talking about for the last, you know, 30 years. It's, it should be about equity. But one example that he gave really stuck with me, which is, you know, in Bristol, that, that statue that, that mm. got taken down mm. and that got shoved into the, the river. Mm. Um, he said what was interesting in that is that actually he was, because um, obviously as a black man, he was looking at that on, on TV and he was thinking, oh, God, like, like I don't want... Um, he was looking out for his son because he thought maybe his son was involved in it or something. Um, but he said that the hands that were like dismantling it and putting it into the river were white, mm. and it was all of them that were white. And he said that that's that is that that's the future. That is the future because I think it's 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 going to take all of us really to dismantle that. And I thought that was a really lovely uh, observation for him to make in terms of eradicating some of the mm. um, darker parts of our history um, and reclaiming that. So I just I yeah I, I completely hear that. I think the future is about you know like you say looking after each other being kinder to each other and being ourselves more at work right mm-hmm. that's that's the main mm-hmm. thing really mm-hmm. um and also just thinking actually forgot i forgot to tell people when so the name of this episode is called the one with the uni cat right <laughs> it's because um on just side note on that i was talking <laughs> to twin before, <laughs> before we got onto the podcast and she was telling me about her story of uh well, actually, Tony, why don't you tell people why we're calling it the... Oh, so, <laughs> before we started this podcast, um, you know, Wish was telling me about his lovely new cat that he's just recently become a proud father to. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was, like, saying, oh, I'm really not sure about them. They make me feel <laughs> quite anxious and uncomfortable. And the reason being is because um, at uni a ground floor uni apartment one came through the window one evening and slept beside me and snuggled up (laughs) and I woke to you know just fear and more anxiety you know so yeah they make me feel a bit they creep me out a little bit so yeah well I'll remember that I'll um, remember that um, so for a while until she gets a bit bigger I will um I will uh, make sure she's not in the room when you come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no snuggles for me. No. <laughs> yeah, I can say so you're not going to be bringing any cat, any cat toys anytime around the house. It's all so good. <laughs> I um, I just wanted to thank you because uh, you and sorry, just for views. So, so Toyin's a black woman, and and because uh, I'm mindful, we're not on camera actually. So, um, yeah. I think that's a really I don't know. I think that I have so benefited and been so grateful that I have people like in my life, you know, uh, like you, Toyin, who really understand some of these challenges. And sometimes I think when it's when you're up against a lot of, you know, this kind of 
conversation, as you say, right, it can be traumatizing and mm-hmm. it can be exhausting actually as well. So I think the mere fact that I've been able to share some of that with you and just kind of talk about that with you has really, on a personal level, really helped me, um, you know, to kind of navigate some of these spaces. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's helped me too, you know, I think it's really important. It's helped me too when I've, you know, especially when we work together, that we were mm-hmm. able to have these conversations. Yeah, it's so important to have that, the, the safe space. It's important to have the allies that, you know, really understand what you're, what you see, you know, mm-hmm. um, and don't make you second guess or doubt yeah. <laughs> what you're experiencing. Yes, allyship, the one. <laughs> A mm. hundred. Well, thank you so much for being my second guest on the podcast. Oh, I've loved this wish. I feel like we've been <laughs> on and on. You know, <laughs> you're talking, there's so much to talk about. Well, do you know what I was going to say to you? Well, I was going to say to you, please come back um, so we can do another podcast because I have a feeling, like I say, there's so many things I've got going with in this chat. And like you say, we've got so much to talk about in this space. So I would love to have you back if you would if you want to come back. Absolutely. I'd love it. Please. I'd yeah. absolutely love it. Amazing. Well, there we have it. Um, and also, Toyin, just as a, a little plug, because I think it's important. Um, mm. So you're doing some work, aren't you, with uh, in terms of women's health? I know you said you were passionate about that. Mm-hmm. I thought what would be good is to put the handle on your Insta on the links uh, to this to this podcast series so people can get a, a feel of that do you want to just maybe say a little bit about what's going on in that space for you yeah yeah so um this is something um i've been passionate about for a long time so um i've had issues with fibroids for many many years and you know go, going through my issues um with fibroids i i thought i wonder how women in you know in countries such as Nigeria, yeah. how they manage this, you know, without access yeah. to number one, the, the kind of medical experts um, and the treatments, you know, and it's a common, fibro is a common problem, especially for black women. So yeah. um, two, one in three black women um, will suffer from fibroids. Wow. Um, and the, the, the kind of symptoms of it are broad and wide, but you know, the yeah. point is very challenging. So, you know, I thought that I'd really like to kind of set up a platform um, whereby to educate young women and um, women um, uh, globally, but particularly yeah. um, to educate women in, um, in rural Nigeria. So yeah. this is, you know, using that platform to number one, share the challenges, yeah. um, you know, in these areas and to talk about the benefits of, you know, having menstrual equity. Yeah, so you know, women are able to go to, will be able to go to, um, will be able to study, um, will be able to educate themselves and take themselves out of, you know, um, kind of difficult, difficult, have more choices in life through work. Yeah. Um, and for their families so yeah so the the page on twitter and instagram is called crimson tides um so yeah some things are a bit graphic on there um it's not to shock but it's to educate and yeah, inform. Yeah. Um, yeah please follow and hopefully one day i'll be able to kind of you know to actually financially um support um organizations in nigeria 
um, to, to help these, to help young girls and women. That is incredible. And um, we're going to post the links to your Twitter and your Insta handle uh, on the comments on the podcast. Um, and please do share it, shout out about it. Um, that's such an incredible kind of aspirational um, mission. And I'm no doubt, I'm sure you'll, you'll get lots of support with that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for doing that. And on that note, I'm going to end it here. I'm ending it. I know I do. I'm hoping that it's saved. <laughs> otherwise we just talked for half an hour it's like oh actually um thank you so much again Toyin for coming along thanks everyone for listening and yeah stay safe thank you bye everyone bye bye